Author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest, Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact from fiction. Fact from fiction. Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. And welcome to I Protest. This is Donald Jeffries. Coming to you as we do every Friday this time in the same place, rockfin.com. In my continuing effort to try to expose um, local corruption all around the uh, country, which is just happening everywhere at an alarming rate, uh, I have a couple on today that's going through, unfortunately, that kind of experience. Uh, We have Tamsin and Reggie Bowles, whose uh, children have been taken from them two times now by an out-of-control CPS and, for some unknown reason, a Department of Home, the part of Homeland Security. So we're going to talk all about that. So they're going to tell their story. And, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to have you guys here. And, uh, so I don't, do you, uh, Reggie, Tamsin, welcome to the show. Uh, you can take turns talking or however you want to do it. Just kind of tell the people exactly how this started and what you've been going through here. Okay, for clarification, uh, DHS, when I said DHS, I meant Department of Human Services. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, I should have realized that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Should have realized that. Well, okay, so it's not quite as I was wondering. How did they fit that in there? Okay, okay. It's still obviously bad, but okay. So so go ahead and and tell us how you first became uh, involved with these uh, tyrants. Um, that would have to be going back to 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, first time they took our kids. So that, well, I'll try to be, be as brief as I can on this one because it actually began when we were at a uh, shelter. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant with our younger son and they came, there were some reports, uh, some people at the shelter had taken things out of context. So CPS came and investigated. Uh, it's hard to exercise your rights at a, uh, a homeless shelter. We were just a day. We were just a day away from getting uh, housing. So we went ahead and talked to them, just a little. And they, uh, to make a long story short, they acted as if everything was okay. They even came to visit us at our, like a couple weeks later or something. They came to visit at our new place, and everything seemed okay. And um, then uh so two months from their initial visit when we were at the shelter two months later i give birth at the hospital and uh, they uh, i believe the hospital was in on it i believe they contract with with dhs and uh, three days after our younger one's born um they take them see basically what happened uh she had given birth and although I think we were already on the radar, she'd given birth and had a C-section. She, she's also anemic. So she was exhausted after giving birth. And they tried to make that physical exhaustion into a mental breakdown. So they got in their mind to take the youngest. Well, you take the youngest, you might as well take the oldest. So they sent some workers to examine our oldest. And there, I, I had no problem with that, taking them to their pediatrician because I did not know how corrupt they were at the time. And I knew there was nothing wrong with him. He'd not been abused in any way, and he was fine. 
but they made up all kinds of stories. They basically act like he was underweight when he's not, which we found out later. And they act like he could not uh, have forward movement and he couldn't talk. And we had a video one about two weeks before about they two took weeks him. before they took him, showing he was fine walking all around his playpen, just jabbering away. Mm-hmm. But but uh, let me get this clear. So there, but, but it sounds like the problems began in the hospital after he was born. So did they did they let you? take the baby home or what you, yeah. you said you felt like so you didn't get to take the baby home from the hospital so yeah. what was their what was their reasoning you were in a shelter what did they try to use uh, that as an excuse in a shelter, but two months two months beforehand when i was still pregnant okay. and like i said some people there at the shelter had called on us about well they were uh, they were making false accusations that reggie was beating us and me and Nigel. i mean well me and i'm pregnant of course and uh, that he's beating me and beating Nigel and that we're uh, not giving Nigel enough to eat, uh, that kind of thing. And it's not true. None of it's true. And so they were investigating that. And when we were talking to them a little bit, now I had told them, I, and here's where I believe it, that they started something, uh, the target, the actual target with me, because they, I mean, I told them, I believe that they would uh, possibly, I had to protect myself. I had to tell them about, uh, at the age of 14, I had a a misdiagnosis of schizophrenia. And so I had to tell them that in case they would try to use that against me. I had to clear the air basically right there. And, And I think that gave them some grounds from there on to take that and run, if that makes any sense. And, um, because you see two months later when they came to the hospital, that the nurses were all making up stories about me acting like mentally unstable. And even that I was trying to neglect my newborn by uh, not feeding him properly, not feeding him enough. Like I was selfish and uh, like I didn't want to feed him uh, selfish and negligent uh, because I see, I was telling them that I wanted, I needed to eat uh, to build my strength. I was trying to tell them I needed to build my strength to take better care of him because I was weak. And um, they twisted that and made it look like I was uh, selfish and negligent, didn't want to take care of them. And, they and they're never, already they're already accusing us of serving our our older one. They um, never contacted me and let me know there's a problem going on or had any mm-hmm. problems going on with my wife and uh, her dealing with the child. Nothing. Uh huh. I was only told after the fact. Yeah, and so they come mm-hmm. to the door and accuse him. Well, they didn't accuse you, but no. they uh, they had you go take Nigel to a do- their go to pediatrician. Uh, who would uh, later use uh, him being well? He wasn't underweight, but he was small for his age. But they, but he, she made it look like he was underweight, and that we were not feeding him properly. Uh, so that as that was the core reason of them taking him away, even though he was actually normal height and normal weight. Although they tried to cover that up. Am I uh, also on the petition? Uh-huh. One of the reasons for taking them, the only reason that was actually the truth on that petition. That's we did not believe in vaccination, mm-hmm. and they put okay, that well, that, reason well, for taking the children. Well, there, there. That's probably what, what you we're getting to. Obviously, the real reason. But how, how much older uh, was your your son Nigel? How, how how old was he when the second child was born? Uh, Nigel was about oh, a year and eight months. Okay, so they're very close now. So year and eight months now. Did, so do you have any problems with any? Did did anything happen before you gave birth to this baby? So, were, or were there no problems? Nobody was coming after you for for no. Nigel, right? They weren't doing that. Oh no, not no, no not yeah. when we gave birth to the first. No, no CPS target of any kind. No, 
Okay, so I, I, just, I just, it just seems strange that, that this began while you were in the hospital. So at what point well, the home, did they... Actually, the home, technically the homeless shelter. That's when okay, they got the home. Home. And so when you... in the hospital, we were already in an apartment at the time. Yeah. Okay, so you, you were, um, when did you, or who did you make your anti-vax views known to? Because I, I don't remember, Christian. my kids are grown now. You're, oh, you're, okay, well, there you go. But No, uh, uh, when, they were, when they were being examined by CPS go-to pediatrician, I let me you know to her, she's asking questions about like their vaccination status. I said, we don't believe in vaccination. And that's when she stopped the line of questioning. Yeah. Her eyes, she, her, her eyes, eyes went all buggy at the time. Yeah, yeah. and remember, he's, yeah. An eight, yeah. he's a year and eight months old, and he wasn't talking in full sentences yet. He was talking, but not in full sentences. And well, it's is it, it's about it's it's about a year, isn't it? A, I I mean, I it's been a while since my kids were that young, but and they probably changed it. But I think is it about a year when they try to first start giving them the series Actually, of vaccinations? Uh, and day that, one. No, they, day uh, one. The hippie, the they wanted to vaccinate a, a newborn. Uh, well, yeah, again, things. Have, yeah, wow. Okay. So, so they, so they already, you already had a history in the shelter. I'm guessing, you know, you're talking to people, and maybe this came up. I don't know. Well, they said, oh, no, not about that. No, just uh, no, that was just because they saw things that they took out of context. So they called DHS, obviously, and then but, DHS comes to visit us, and we talked to them a little. And from there, and they took what they could out of that conversation with them, what we, whatever we told them, they took that and started building a case. It was pretty obvious right. they started building a case from there on. So as blatant yeah. as bad as it was, the well, first it's like time being under under investigation. Wait, under investigation. Well, let, let's let, let's. So the first time, okay, the first time is when the babies, but you end up. So how do you end up getting you end up getting your child? Obviously, from said first you couldn't take, is it him or her? I don't know. The second child, a boy, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're both. They're yeah. Okay. Boys. So, okay. So when 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 did you get to take? Apparently, it was delayed. When did they let you take your second child home? And then we'll try to figure out. They didn't from the hospital. What they happened didn't. After, um, no. They no, kept they both came, of them for about six months before mm -hmm. we finally got them back. Yeah, and even then, it was three months of being so, under DHS supervision. Yeah. The so, case. so they took they took you they took your newborn for the first six months. You basically didn't get to bond with yeah. the baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awful. Okay, so when they finally give you kids back to you six months later, why did they say they returned them to you? Because you haven't changed your views, right? What what was the reason? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Like I said, we were under DHS supervision uh, within that. I mean, after that six months of them being okay. state awards. I mean, in state. I mean, with other people. And we went so what to the parenting class and all that stuff. We yeah. jumped all the hoops. You're supposed to jump. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Um, we did, yeah, we didn't even go to trial. No. Uh, and they let us take the kids home around the clock under DHS supervision for the next three months until they close the case. And they said we could take them home because, well, we didn't go to trial. They said as long as you uh, just keep doing what you're doing. We didn't sign anything. But they said just keep doing what you're doing. And, and then the case will eventually close and that'll be it. And so that's how that happened. We didn't change our views, of course, no. And I think they knew that we wouldn't. But uh, but then, well, once they got you in their system, I mean, you know, on the radar, you know, they yes. never really delay necessarily. No. Um, so yeah, that was technically nine months that they were uh, in state custody, custody the first time. Technically, uh, yeah, they didn't go to trial. 
so so uh, once you once you got the kids back then uh and there how long did you remain did you ever get them to yourselves or were you always under dhs uh, supervision? oh no just uh, just that three months um, after okay. that yeah, yeah. after, and then they, after they had them for uh you know about three months and then we was under their supervision for about three then they closed the case Okay, so what? So what happened? So so yeah, they never returned until November twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so how how many years in between was that? Then how many years did you not hear from? Two, two, two years. Okay, so two years. So so what happened to arouse their interest again in you guys? That that's hard to say. I think it's just some local resident that was around us is off their meds or whatever. Yeah, and this was a different apartment we lived in yeah, by this time. That caught up and said that they thought these children were underway or whatever. Whatever stories they made up. And then, like, the second time around, as bad as it was the first time around, the second time around was so blatant and so off the wall, and we had so much proof that the children were fine, all disregarded. I mean, we start from when they got to the door, all the shenanigans they tried to pull. I mean, it's just... Like I told people, if I had not been through this myself, the first and the second time, I would not believe. I told my story, so I wouldn't believe it. But the second time they came, sure. DHS wanted to talk to us. Well, I'm not going to talk to you because I know what you are. I've dealt with you before. I'm not talking to you because they have go-to pediatricians. Once they get your kid, oh, we just want to examined by a doctor. No, they want them to go to their pediatrician. They're go to your pediatrician. You give her a child, she will give you a case. And that's why I had and the, your oldest. Uh, and the police. Your, your oldest child was. Your oldest child was vaccinated, right? Against your will. When yeah, uh, yeah. we have every reason to believe he was. Once we got him back, he's two years old. He was fine, walking, talking. He could count to ten. He was working on his alphabet. But over time, he just slid right into autism. Yeah, so he has yeah. all the time, all the signs yeah. of vaccine injuries. So we believe sometime while well, he was in state custody before he was vaccinated. Yeah, and when it says right there on the petition, parents don't believe in vaccination as a reason for removal. Yeah, well, if that's your reason for removal, and we're being neglectful for not vaccinating, you had for six months. So did you vaccinate him or not? They're not admitting to they're it. They're not admitting to it. I would think that they're in court. Their go-to petition said we didn't vaccinate, but if we did. His autism could not possibly be because he's vaccinated. Yeah, she, she said that on her own. She actually blamed us for his autism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Saying uh, social neglect, uh, medical, no, uh, nutritional neglect, and social neglect caused his autism because of us. But unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't, didn't know that. Because when they took him this time, yeah. instead of sending him to their go-to pediatrician, for whatever reason, she was AWOL. She wasn't around. So they sent him to the ER. So they sent him to the ER, they come back with a clean bill of health. Both children are well in their weight for their age group. They're healthy, well-nourished, and in good shape. No getting around it. They were on the chart. But mm -hmm. then four days later, they send them to their go-to pediatrician, and you give her a child, she'll give you a case. So she says, neglect and isolation. And she never even mentions the, the, the ER report no. uh, from the night they were taken. No. Both of them well in their weight for their mm -hmm. age group. Never mentions it. No, it's all about her uh, visit wow. with them. And actually, uh, we have yet to see the report on our younger son. And when okay. we first met the CPS after the children were taken, they we said, the reason you cannot take them home is because our youngest is barely on the chart and our oldest is off the chart. Well, there's no barely on the chart. You're on the chart or you're not. Our youngest is on the chart. Our oldest is more on the chart than our youngest. So they just flat lied. We did not have the ER reports at that time. Mm -hmm. 
Or we were caught him in that lie. Yeah, and this is exactly one week after they checked the board. And I might mention the ER reports. It took me a week to get them. The mm -hmm. hospital did not want to give me the ER reports. About a week. For whatever them. reason, mm -hmm. they would not give the parent the ER report. Yeah, and that meeting that yeah, we, he was just talking about, uh, that had a week after they took them, um, that right there was also the, uh, another beginning of them targeting me because uh, I had mentioned something. Because I, because even back in 2016, I went to a, a DHS appointed uh, psychiatrist. I didn't know that he would corrupt anything, but he did, and so uh, he had given me this uh, this misdiagnosis of chronic PTSD. And so at that meeting, I had to bring that up because I didn't want that. Just like in 2016, I didn't want them using anything. It was just a form of protection. Uh, so they wouldn't try to correct anything again. And then uh, weeks later, uh, they draw up an amended petition stating uh, that mother has schizophrenia and chronic PTSD, which I, I have neither one. And she is currently not treating them. And they use that as a reason to keep the boys in custody. Now let's start with uh, January the 10th, 2020. 2020. Mm -hmm. Talk about when the police and CPS first showed up at the door. Yeah, Reggie was at the store. It was about 11.30 a.m. Reggie was at the store getting uh, stuff for dinner that night. And uh, I'm home with the boys. Now tell me what the police told you. Yeah, the, the police come there with um, with the, uh, the worker that had been there two months before when we denied her entrance. She was trying to talk to us. So what she did on January, and I do need to say that in between that time, between November of November 2019 and January 10th, 2020, what she did, what CPS did was uh, go look without our consent. We hadn't been to a wellness check with the boys in a long time. So there was they, no need to show her fun. Yeah. So she goes to look at them without our consent and uh, sees that they have not been uh, to a medical check. So. January 10th, the morning of January 10th, 2020, I have the communications report shows that she uh, called 911 to get law enforcement to try to get a step in the door. So she comes there January 10th, 2020, 1130, Reggie's at the store, I'm home with the boys, and she comes there with other workers and the Tulsa Police Department trying to get me to open the door. And I told them, do you have a warrant? I said, do you have a warrant? I said, I don't, I said, like, I don't answer questions. I was speaking to her. I said, do you have a warrant? And the head police officer there says, I don't need a warrant. He screams, I don't need a warrant. And you don't get talked to anything. Yeah, he says, I don't have a right to an attorney. And he threatened to arrest me for child endangerment if I didn't open the door to talk to the workers. Well, I wasn't getting into any of that. So I just took the case. No, for, so, so we understand, who, who, the, wo the woman that brought the police there, who, who this was the original, who was this? This was the original doctor who was a no, she uh, CPS worker, CPS worker. Hilton, Hilton. CPS worker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She had okay. come, you know, like I said, two months before that, trying to talk to us about, well, she said about the children. Cause uh, like I said, like he said, the uh, a neighbor had allegedly called about the boys looking skinny. So. No, I might add because we, we exercise mm -hmm. our right. We don't talk to state agents, especially CPS. We know what they are and we know what they're about. Mm hmm and you know, well, they hate it when you talk about your rights you know <laughs> when you start saying <laughs> yeah. you, 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 it's your rights yeah that's that that's yeah, that the second petition the first petition they said because they didn't vaccinate the second petition one of the reasons not taking children we wouldn't cooperate oh yeah and <laughs> you also cooperate we, with them taking your children we didn't cooperate <laughs> with them that's a good reason to take the children 
Yeah, or at least uh, from the time of 2019. I think that was time after the 2019 time right. that we well, denied we, them. Regardless, all this so, stuff. This time, this, the, on this particular occasion, when they're they're trying to get in, they say they don't need a warrant. They're yelling at you and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. did, did they eventually come inside, or did they go away at that time? Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. But before I get to that, actually, okay. I do want to add something else. Uh, that in 2016, something else that we were targeted for, although it was not on the petition, um, something that I had said to one of the nurses while I still had our, my infant, my newborn, uh, I had mentioned something about homeschool, uh, cause we're homeschoolers and, uh, that was, yeah, that triggered uh, yeah, that, that triggered may have been part worker. of it. Well, I mean, they were already involved, but mm -hmm. the thing is, I think that may have, uh, like up their game, their game a little bit, right. although they didn't really use that against us. So I just want that thrown out there because, um, cause I know that they often go after homeschoolers. So I just want to throw that yeah. in there. Um, anyway, while the police were out there, yeah, CPS, 2020, yeah. January 10th, uh -huh. 2020, they started making up stories. They mm -hmm. said, and all of them backed this up, the children have dark circles around their eyes. Look at those dark circles. There's videos. There's no dark circles in videos. They take no pictures that prove there's dark circles. And they said they look down there. They're trying to get a verbal order from the DA to allow them to come in to take the children. He won't give it. They have to wait for a verbal. The police... They're trying to tell, get the police to go in without any kind of order. And also, the police are saying that she has blue lips. Which later on, on the reports, there's not a word about blue lips. If they're on the video, they're talking about blue lips and talking about dark circles. Well, anyway, the police will not act, will not go in, will not force their way in without a court order. They tell CPS, you get did a they court order. they object to their haircuts, too? I mean, geez, this is... This is yeah, actually, they did. Ridiculous as it gets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're joking. No, no, okay. no, really. They said they look feral. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's part yeah. of it. But okay. they had their haircut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets pretty outrageous. Yeah. Anyway, the police, to their own, you know, will not act on They say, when you get a court order, we'll come help you take the children, Right. Well, when court order finally came down, the police refused to act upon it. Now, this has even been discovered. The police who had been there all day refused to act upon it. And we later on talked to our lawyer about this. She says they refused to act upon it because they believed they were on shaky legal ground. And we believe at this time, because of the threats they made earlier, they lost their qualified immunity. But to get around the fact the police won't do it, they tell CPS to get the sheriff's department to do it for them. Because the sheriff's department are just blind order takers. They don't care. Give them the order, they'll go and get the children. Yeah. It's a so we got here, so what, what we got here, plain and simple, is conspiracy against rights. The police tell CPS how to get around the wall so they can get the children. And CPS is bound to get these children by hook or by crook. So they get the sheriff's department to do it for them, and then you take it from there. Yeah, it was uh, about six hours later they had a emergency uh, court order. I mean, it was uh, the CPS because he went ahead and opened the door because she said she had, it was the district director, Carrie Wilkes. She she uh, comes to the door and says, I'm not taking your kids. I just have some paperwork for you. And so he went ahead and opened the door and because of paperwork. And uh, that's all she said. And so he opened the door and it was her and this other worker, one of the ones that had been stalking us all day. So they're at the door and uh, and the district director, Carrie, she says to him, she, she looks him in the eye and says, um, I'm not taking your kids, the cops are. And and she gives him, she gives him a, an emergency court order. And 
than uh, the attorney that you were talking to. Yeah, I've been uh, in contact with attorney we know on Facebook Messenger for quite a while during the day. Mm -hmm. And he said, if they got the court order, you're going to have to let them in. Otherwise, they will break down the door. Well, my understanding is you have to have a warrant. But for some strange reason here in Oklahoma, you don't need a warrant. You just need a red court order and you can get anybody's house and take anything they got. Yeah. Anyway, to avoid having the door breaking down and putting my wife and children in jeopardy. About an I, hour later. Yeah, I went ahead and opened the door for the sheriff's deputy. About an hour later. And this is seven hours, right. about seven hours I from said, their initial arrival right. at our doorstep. I told them, wait here and I will bring the children to you. They said, no, stand back. We're coming in. They started escalating from the get-go. And they had a they had a word of assistance, but they didn't present They did not the present me with any paperwork at the door, which they legally have to do. Mm -hmm. So he um, he comes in and... So they go uh, in, get after my wife, rough her up, arrest her, take the children. And the whole time they have a... Basically, one of the sheriffs is like a guard on me. If I go in there to try to help her, I'm going to get shot. As simple as that. Yeah. If I don't over yeah. overpower this guy, I'm going to get shot. If I, you know, she's in there screaming, hollering, they're roughing her up, handcuffing her. So, you know, you got to make a decision right there. Like, if I had done anything that night, even if I had overpowered or done anything to these three law enforcement officers, in 30 minutes, there's going to be 300. And, you know, it's just no win scenario. Yeah. So I just stood down yeah. and had to let it happen. Although that, you know, you kind of die inside when you allow this. Because they're wrong. They're dead sure, you're putting, yeah, you're putting that on. Un <clears throat> no, it's an unwinnable situation. And I just, yeah. again, it's, you have a lot of stuff going on here. You have uh, out of control agencies with the CPS has been out of control for a long time. Obviously, the militarized law enforcement getting involved. Uh, now, you, your son was old enough, but so your son never went to preschool or he, he was never in no. any school. You homeschooled him right from the start, right? Right. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. I mean, they weren't homeschool age yet, but I mean, that was our plan. Yeah. Well, I say at the age of two, if they can count to 10 and they're mm -hmm. learning there, every are doing all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it just seems so there's so many factors here and the fact that you had a neighbor and of course that gets into, you know, unfortunately these busybodies can, can cause things like that, but to, to even act on a tip that the child looks skinny. I mean, that's, you know, I, that's ridiculous. I mean, what, unless they were, you know, looked like a concentration camp victim where they were. Yeah, exactly. Bones, and I mean, also there was a, a report that we had turned down food from that neighbor. Yeah. Well, see, when we were there, a neighbor came over and brought our food. Well, to be neighborly, we accept, we don't need it, but we accept it. And then she comes out a second time and says, we, we don't really need this, but thank you anyway. Oh, they're turning down food for their children. Yeah, and they look skinny. They're small for their age. Yeah, they're small so for their age. They, but like they, I said, they still, when they went to the yard, they're well within their weight for their age group. Mm -hmm. So even yeah. if they're small for their age, they cannot yeah, be that skinny because they're both well within the weight. See, we had this, once we got the yard report, we could not believe how much it was in our favor. We went over a fine tooth comb. We all went over some friends and we can't believe how good it's saying. So we actually took it to a doctor, a family doctor. There's some people know, and he looked over the yard report and says, according to this report, these children are fine. Yeah, all you have to do is reference the chart from the CDC. Yeah, yeah, and the but the ER reports so, they were withheld from this from discovery by the ADA. Yeah, that's another thing. The ADA, even though he was aware of the ER, withheld that from discovery as well as he withheld the police video. We were not able to get the police video until after. So the you're, 
the who are you the ADA? What do you? I'm yeah, just clarify that. Mm-hmm. It's oh, system district. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And you see, you see one of the workers um, on the police video. You'll see them calling that same ADA, trying to get the verbal order to get in our home. Now I'll break down several things, and we can go into more detail on each of them. But they have to get the the court order. They need a sworn affidavit. One of the ER workers, who we had no proof was even there that night. No, uh, CPS worker. CPS worker. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. CPS worker had no proof being there that night. Said on a sworn affidavit that they looked malnourished and they had dark circles around their eyes. Both these wow. things are disproven by the ER report. Then later on in court, Jeez. the ER worker. Kirst- uh, CPS worker. CPS worker, yeah. Kirsty. Kirsty, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the one who signed off on the ER report for mm-hmm. CPS. Mm-hmm. And she testified in court, continued to maintain that they looked malnourished and had dark circles in their eyes. And she's the very one who signed off on the ER report that says they're fine. Now let's go even further. They go to the DA. He withholds evidence. He withheld the ER report. He withheld the police video. He maliciously prosecuted, even though he knew all about the ER report and still continued to prosecute. It gets even better. The judge, on her final judgment, mm-hmm. she changes our sworn testimony on the final judgment. Yeah, change it. And now all you got to do is look at the transcripts, and yeah. you'll see we never said that the children, we never minimized their okay, rights. Wait, uh, anyway. when, when, well, I, I want to go step by step, though. Okay? So after that first time, yeah. you let them in and everything, So they uh, and, and they're, they're uh, basically holding you at gunpoint from trying to help your wife. Your wife is screaming. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they take the children then, I assume. Now, and so And then they end up. So they took the children from you, and then you how, what was the court case about? And you, uh, talk about how you got a lawyer representation you had, too. Is that your youngest or your oldest there? That's our oldest. That's the autistic one. He's That's your oldest? To, okay. We just trained two water cylinders. <laughs> He's thirsty, okay. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, half half of America is on the autistic spectrum now. So yeah, so so yeah. you how did this how did this year they took your kids from you? So you ended up hiring an attorney, I assume, and you tried to took them to court to regain custody. Is that what happened? No, actually we had two attorneys assigned to us. Yeah. And later on, my wife okay. got her own private defense attorney. That's for the criminal trial. For the criminal uh-huh. trial. And then then we got and then not, we, not long after we got then, uh, private, after we got our own private attorney for the family court mm-hmm. case. Okay, so the first you? the first court, what's what's the, so what's the first court first court case and how did how, describe how that happened? The first court case. Wait, do you mean twenty sixteen or? Well, I'd say you had a court. I didn't know you you had a court case well, before. Well, court case, but not a trial. Case birth, 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 yeah. We didn't have any trial until this second time around. Yeah. And once again, I might add, you're okay, not allowed okay, so, a jury. You are not allowed a jury in trial. No jury. Okay. So now think about that, Mary. Okay. No jury at your trial. None. Yeah. You don't get a jury. They can take yeah. the children without a warrant. Completely dependent on the judge. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, the first time around, we, for some reason, yeah. we were we would have been allowed a jury trial, but mm-hmm. the law has changed since then, and now in family court, you're not allowed a jury trial unless it's a termination. Termination. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so that so, so when you have your first trial, just disregarded all the evidence we put forward, mm-hmm. showing that the ER, showing that they were well off in their weight for the age group, that mm-hmm. they were fine, they're in good shape, all that. They completely discarded. There's no proof whatsoever. They had dark circles around their eyes. 
They were not malnourished. That's proven without a shadow of a doubt by the ER report. Disregard. Disregard. No, what they, yeah, what they were saying on the final judgment basically was a, like a, getting on to us about not treating his autism a certain way yeah. and that the mother is crazy, basically. Now, see, they believe their own medical doctors, there's no cure for autism. All you can do is treatment. And it's like, you know, it's brain damage. How's it going to get better? So what's the big deal about not seeing to your doctor? Right. See, later on, the things we were doing for him, we found out from when we passed natural pass, we were actually, you know, right, going right down what they would have done to help treat autism. Yeah, the final judgment also made it look like they had the word after italicized uh, when they said that we found something at, uh, for Nigel that was really good after uh, CPS came this time. But the thing is, um, we had always been looking and he just mm. happened to scroll down one day and see something that was cutting edge that looked good for Nigel. It just happened. To, I, I mean, that's just coincidence, but they made it look like I think the, the italicized word after that we didn't start looking until after that like that like cps so the first case so so the first case i assume you were unsuccessful you have a court appointed attorney who probably the average attorney spent minutes with you on that with you but that's what they do on average and that's what most people they can't afford uh, you know, uh another kind of attorney. So, beginning of the case this time yes mm-hmm. yes yes so you, yeah. had, you had a court appointed lawyer did they, they work for you because they assigned us those lawyers on the that night uh, on the emergency court order, their names were attached to it that night. Oh, so they're yeah, when she was. Had were, were they, did order, they bo- so I'm not taking your kids to cops are. Yeah, their names were on the emergency court also, order. Also, I might was your, mention was your lawyer even years. on you? In the uh, last three years, I've now had six lawyers. Uh, six. Including five one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how many lawyers yeah. I had. And she, you've had how many, including your defense attorney? Like four. Like four. Just when your assigned okay. lawyer begins to understand the case, they assign you another lawyer. Oh, I had a public defender. Oh, okay. so they're all in. The criminal trial. But actually, even before that, they uh, did something with my case number. They wouldn't give me a case number. I couldn't even hire anybody. I couldn't get a court-appointed attorney. I think they did that on purpose. Um, yeah. For the criminal well, case. I might yeah. mention, though, back to the family court, when they mm-hmm. first assigned us our lawyers, her lawyer told her when we was telling him we was trying to get the ER report. Mm-hmm. He said, no need to get the ER report. You're not a doctor and you won't understand it. And besides, the ER report will be in discovery. Well, we're not doctors. We read it. We do understand it. And it was not in discovery. I'm putting some of the comments from the screen up there. LB yeah. Bruin 79 says no jury trial and okay. So if you can see them, so much for the benefits well, of Republican legislature. Right. No, no, no better than Democrats. But uh, so... I'm assuming you were on so the first trial. You're unsuccessful. You can't get your kids back. The judge won't. I assume your lawyer either was not motivated to or couldn't get the evidence because it sounds like you had all the evidence on your side, but somehow that get, didn't get introduced. Uh, it's it's the the whole thing. Yeah, and she wasn't quite as vigorous as she could have been. Yeah, she could have been more vigorous in her defense. Mm-hmm. She basically, when she had the pediatrician up there, a, a cross-examiner, she's handling her kids' clothes. They might as well have been having tea together. Yeah. Yeah, six lawyers in three years. Well, oh, the bias is so One earlier comment about was, are we the one that had a dollar killed or shot? No, that wasn't us. So I don't know what that was in regard to. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yes, buddy, uh, Chris Buchan, I think he, he had you. Mis- and, and that's what I say. There, 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 are, there are so many cases like yours, and it doesn't make you feel any better. 
but this is this is a you know, huge thing. We met many and, families uh, so, that have gone through, you know, very similar things than us. I mean, this people do not realize what's going on in family court. I mean, um, basically, they have judges and DAs who rubber stamp anything they're given by CPS. They have go to pediatrician. You give them a child, they'll give you a case. CPS purchases itself openly on affidavits and in court, and they know they'll never have to answer for it. I even had one of my lawyers tell me until they start persecuting these CPS workers for purging themselves in court, prosecuted, mm -hmm. none of this is ever going to change. Because mm -hmm. he could see how they, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious to our, our lawyers, so it's very obvious to the assistant DA and the judge what the CPS is doing. They know that they're purging themselves. They don't shout down. They don't care. Yeah, and now at this moment, actually, as of a couple, like a week or so ago, uh, one of my local advocates told me the uh, head DA has the evidence. Yeah. All of our evidence, uh, you know, that would not come forth. I mean, not for the DA, uh, the evidence in our favor. And so uh, we're waiting to see if he Whether does not he'll do the right thing. Yeah. And that includes the 2016 case as well. And he, his, and he was the VA at the time, too. Also, I might mention, we reached out to a lot of politicians when this went on, mm -hmm. and we basically got nowhere. Mm -hmm. You either get no response or like mm -hmm. a form letter, mm -hmm. or even worse, some kind of thing that, oh, yeah, we, we went to the our governor. You know what their office did with all of our complaints? They took them and sent them to DHS. This, the same thing as CPS. It's just like somebody robs you. Well, we're going to go question the robber and see if this happened. Yeah. Same that's, thing. That's unfortunately this is our happens. governor. That's him. Mm -hmm. Good job, my man. Oh, it's, it's it's horrible at all levels. But so after after the first trial, so you don't get your kids back. Uh, so is there there's another trial? How long down the road is that? And where where are your kids at? Where are your boys at after? Our boys are home right now in trial unification. Right now, no, but 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 where where where, where did where, did they take foster care or something for a while? Because you didn't have them. Where were they then? No, we didn't uh, have them for quite a while. That's they were foster uh, care. Kinship. Kinship. Mm -hmm. What's I don't know. What's kinship? I don't know what that is. Uh, with relatives. With relatives. In this yeah. case, it was my in-laws. Oh, okay. So they they let them at least stay. That with That sounds family. like okay. a good thing, but in this case, it was not. Okay. It sounds fine. <laughs> okay. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh so after so there so were you allowed to see them during do you have any visit? Yeah, we had we had regular visitation, although we were many times interrupted. Mm -hmm. And because of the COVID situation, we had to watch them on video. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, 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 yes. So yeah. That didn't make well, it. Any better, so. The judge originally ordered CPS to allow us three visits a week. Well, they found ways of getting out of that. Yeah, they were allowing it for a while, and then yeah. they came up with an excuse. So after a while, we were only seeing them once a week when it wasn't interrupted by something. Yeah, yeah, and they count, tried to count occupational and physical therapy as as visitation. visitation. Yeah, yeah. And they also, and speaking of that, they also there's another way that you can prove this is profit. No, uh, there's nothing in there, baby. Close it. Uh, they uh, lied on the evaluations uh, to get our younger son, who did not need anything like no. that, into occupation with his brother, occupational and physical therapy at the same time. And they told lies about our parenting, even from 2016. And this is the, his in-laws. Yeah. Because uh, they had uh, kinship with them uh, the first time, at least for the second half of it, while they were away from us. 
and they don't like us. These and, foster uh, parents have fought in yeah. every way, shape, or form to fight against reunification. Yeah, and the evaluations, they used uh, lies about us to get our younger son in there, and that just made DHS profit off our younger son. And even when I went in there to check out the therapy he was taking, mm -hmm. one of the therapists told me our youngest son was way above his age group. Yeah, but that was after he'd been in custody, yeah. so they're not going to uh, give us the glory on that one. Right. Although, before they took him this time, he was uh, he was three years old. He was uh, drawing circles. He was. He, he kept the kid. He almost yeah. had his ABCs down. And he was drawing waves. Yes, yeah. he's doing, he was doing very well. Yes. And he continued and to do well, even yeah, yeah. on uh, all the stuff he's been through. His, his education is still going. Yeah, well. and that was under, and at the age of three, that was under our tutelage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask you, like, because how old are they now? Like seven and five? Six how and old eight. Are they? Six and eight. Six, six and eight. So how, how are, I mean, they're the ones that are going through all this as well, being yanked oh, yeah. around and hearing other like, things. Um, so how, yeah. how, how are they doing? We don't, we don't know how much effect this has on our oldest one. With his autism, it's hard to always know what he's feeling or thinking or anything like that. With mm -hmm. our youngest one, it's been very hard because he's basically being raised by somebody else. Yeah. It's not that we have uh, that he done like us or anything, but he was raised at a very important part of his being raised by somebody else. So basically, you know, he's had to readjust to us again. So that you know, of course, it's rough on him. Yeah, and you can't make that up either. Those those years are precious, and uh, you know, plus yeah. they have a they have you an obvious imp yeah impact on the personality. So I mean, are they? Are they or do they respond to you? Do they do they like being around you? Or do they, is there something there? I, you think? I think our youngest son has had the hardest time of it. I mean, we we get along pretty good, but like I said, it's hard for him to make the adjustment because he's raised over there. They, they, they have a higher standard of living than we do. I mean, our child is not starving or anything. They're fine, but they don't have all the toys, you know, all these special little things that he had in the other yeah. place. Yeah, it's not like we can afford it. We had to spend money on lawyers. Yeah, but. we spent thousands on lawyers and we're still in debt. So that's- Well, how, how, did, how, well how, how is that going? So after the first uh, time in court, were there other court appearances and describe uh, what the lawyers have done and maybe ended up- Yeah, after adjudication, we went other trial appearances but the uh, the new judges and we've had about four judges now. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear anything about anything. It's just do the uh, service plan, service plan, and blah blah blah. And like uh, you know, you're trying to bring up where you've been violated or anything. We we're not going to rejudicate. Just moving forward, kick yeah. it on down the road. Yeah, that's. Or they use yeah. those revisits. Yeah, because yeah. I brought up something during the hearing. And, uh, Nigel, come on now. You had plenty of water. I brought up something during the during one hearing with the third judge that we were on, and I mean, because the DHS was trying to control the way we were parenting. I mean, what goes on with the boys about something. And so I brought up something. I said, "We're the parents," and she said, "Yeah, but they're in. D yeah, you're the parents, but they're in DHS right now, custody right now." And I said, yeah, that's all. And then I started to say, that's only because they uh, perjured themselves. Yeah, and I, right when I, I think in the middle of the word perjury, perjured is when she cut me off and said, I'm not going to revisit that. Wow. Well, it's, well, it's, it's obviously, it seems like you've been victims of, uh, of this. I mean, I, if you've read what I write, I write about this kind of stuff all the time. And that's why I, I, I you know, 
I value hearing stories like you. It just kind of reinforces what I think. And I'm sorry you're having to go through it. Have you started yeah. any kind of a uh, uh, a GoFundMe or anything? Yeah. Can you try to get people to help Do you? Do we have a GoFundMe currently? Mm-hmm. But like I said, even we'll give that out. We, Make sure to give that out so people know. In January, which supposedly is mm-hmm. going to happen. It doesn't change the fact that all kinds of laws are broken to keep the children. To get the children and to keep the children. Right. And it doesn't make up, I mean, it doesn't make up for anything. Like I say, I want restitution and I want prosecution. I want to be reimbursed. You, can, you, you can't give us these years back, but you can give us some money. We have a child that's going to need all kinds of medical needs for years to come. And these people responsible need to be pers- prosecuted. I mean, you, you're just flat Absolutely. perjured yourself. You have held evidence. You changed sworn testimony. What? This is okay? Is it okay for everybody to just do it? Mm-hmm. La, la, la. You get your children back. It's okay. It's all fine now. No, it doesn't change anything. Yeah, and it's what all the, all the lawyers act like. I mean, they just sit there and must be violated. And I might mention something care. else. The last time we were in court trying to get the trial reunification started, the children's lawyer tried to prevent it. You know why she tried to prevent it? Because we do podcasts like this right here. Mm-hmm. She tried to bring that up mm-hmm. in court to use it for a reason to not allow us to bring uh, That was the time before last. Year. Yeah, okay. It's time before mm-hmm. last. She fought against uh, overnight. Mm-hmm. She fought against trial unification. She's, this children's lawyer has been nothing but a pain. Mm-hmm. Now, and I can kind of see where this kind of came from because we had these team meetings for the last three years. With CPS, supposedly our lawyers and the children's lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, advocates, whatever. And one of the meetings with the lawyer, with the children's lawyer, she's talking all this stuff, which is wrong. And I said, Have you read the ER reports? I said, If you haven't read the ER reports, you don't understand this trial. And she'd never admit that she hadn't read the ER reports. So I said, of course she hasn't, or she would not be saying what she's saying unless she's just flat lying. And second time, she brought up, well, I've talked to my clients. I said, oh, you talked to clients? Yeah, I talked to my clients. Well, what did my eldest son have to say? Crickets. He can't talk. He's autistic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that may seem mm-hmm. cutting hairs, but in law, you know, specifics are important. Mm-hmm. Stick to the facts, madam. There's no dark circles. There was well, no malnutrition. This is all farce from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just this the idea that the evidence, the so-called evidence against you that you're going through this is based on some neighbor thought your child looked too skinny yeah. and dark circles. I, I grew, I still have, I grew up on, because I never slept right as a kid. God, right. I mean, I had dark circles under my eyes all the time. I mean, well, I, like I, I said, this curved. didn't show up in the airport the t- and there's no pictures of it. So if there was this serious dark circles, and since then sometimes they said dark circles in your eyes, I'd tell them, no, no, it's dark circles going around the eyes. Let's stick to the facts. Yeah, and no one had reported, yeah. allegedly no one had reported dark circles uh, before the call was made. Right, I mean, the ego, because the CPS workers needed cause to get the children. Yeah, I it's had just such a making up the dark circles yeah. when I took the kids to the bedroom. Just like the this, CPS workers gotta... made up the dark circles, mm-hmm. the policewoman made up the blue lips. Mm-hmm. No it's just got to be the basement I, I, level. Uh, said something uh, about me uh, when I took the kids to the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, Flushing me, your drugs. Yeah, I'm probably going to flush my drugs down the toilet. Yeah, and I've got them outside <laughs> laughing. They're all laughing, cracking jokes, right there on police videos <laughs> that they're trying to hide. Like even, uh, even when the sheriff's deputies <laughs> came in, it's on their film before they came in, they said showtime. 
and we're live. Yeah, this is all a big jump to them. Yeah. Well, I'm too familiar. There's so many horror stories of uh, you know what, what the police are doing out there, and it's it's just a it's just an utterly corrupt system from top to bottom. And I'm, I, my heart goes out to you. You could have caught in the middle of it, and you're right. There's not much you could do, especially if you don't have the resources, and most people yeah. don't have the finan- I, do have I don't. A, I don't know. I have a Gibson go. Sorry, go ahead. We have a Gibson. Yeah, go. please. Yeah. Get, get, yeah, yeah. Give out, give out all the questions so people can hear. Give it out more than once exactly. so people can try to help you. Uh-huh. On the Gibson Go. Okay. It's a, you just go to Gibson Go and type. Tamsin and Reggie Bowles. Yeah. And it should, it'll show it should up. Mm-hmm. Just like you can go to Google and Tamsin type and Bowles. and Reggie Bowles and you'll get all kinds of podcasts and information. Even reporters as far away as England has done stories on it. Mm-hmm. But oh, really? local okay. well, reporters won't touch our story at the 10 foot tall. Yeah, all they had was my med shot. Yeah, yeah but when she was originally arrested, they <sighs> did a uh, hatchet piece on her mm-hmm. by the local crime reporter. And then it's also the local crime reporter. Anytime after she's done a piece on somebody and they're found innocent or the case is dismissed, she always mentions that. Her case was dismissed. She's never said another word about it. Yeah, I'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's just amazing. And I, I, I'm just astonished that the, well, I'm not, I don't know. I guess I'm not that surprised, but, but the, uh, it just seems like such a low threshold here that the the, the suspicion that they're talking about. And I, I can't help but think that your anti-vax views had something to do with it. Were there were there other political things that maybe you wait? What are you talking about? Talking about whatever our political views had yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. That's all I asked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now the only like I said, I knew that you were asking about political before. I mean, like when you were uh, interacting <laughs> with me. Youngest. Yeah. <laughs> like when you were interacting with me. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, yeah. And so that's why I brought up the homeschool thing. And so all I know with political was homeschool and vaccines. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess. we're not wild. Well, you see on the hippies, but we have different ideas than people. Mm-hmm. We believe in homeschooling. We, right. We're basically sure. Christian. We're anti vax. I just said it, not this anti vax. No, so well, that's enough. And that's enough in this day and age to incur the hour. You see on screen, yeah. White yeah, Wolf is telling you the best more. thing. Like somebody says there about getting out of jobs. Well, yeah, we've been told by other people, and this is all we're going to go to Alaska. But I don't, I, Alaska has things going on too. Yeah, I know. But you, you do what you can where you're at when you're well, at. I mean, if I, had I, I would money, just think if I probably once, be out of once the you, state, maybe out of country. One, well, once you get your your kids clear and nobody's monitoring you, I would yeah, I think I would leave the area and just hope for a fresh start. But we have no money. And maybe you know, until we have better finances that yeah, that can't that's happen. True. That's true. Besides, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's an, so, that, so go, that's comes through. Like I said, we that's have, an important we, have, we have legal debt, we have expenses, we have medical expenses coming up on our eldest child because we're going to continue to try to help him. In any way, shape, or form, we can. Sure. Because the what the therapy, what they used to him in the past two and a half, three years, has done had little or no effect to improve his condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still basically acting the same way. He can eat a full meal and then cram food in like he started there. I mean, nothing's really changed. Yeah, yeah, and no matter where we go, as long as we're yeah, cool, so we'll be a being unconventional. Yeah. Homeschooling anti-vax figures. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. It's not or, so much. See, there's a question. Do, do you have any? It's not about law. It's not about the children. It's social engineering. They want you to raise the children the way they think they should be raised. They don't care if the children are fine. 
healthy well no yeah. do it this way yeah anybody that does anything no, different, not vaccinated. well yeah there i I think you probably answered that question. They said, do you have any friends or relatives that can help? But you have had, yeah, but really, I, I guess they're not, probably not. We have board. some that are sympathetic towards us, and we have many that are against us. I mean, you have people pick up sides yeah. in a situation like this. It's not pretty. It drives, it drives family away. It can split up marriages. It can destroy families. Yeah. Because people choose up sides. Well, that's they, and you started out, you know, unfortunately, you started out with a right huge strike against you. But There's people on the right that know what's going on and they're doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, it's not just yes, a left and right it's, issue. It's, no, I mean, that's what it is. On the right there. Exactly very what we call it. There's people on the left and it's mm-hmm. about people on the right are against homeschooling. That's like some people left against homeschooling. It's just, it's all divided. Yeah, but, and then there's even the issue of bowing down to the police. Yeah, that, yeah, a lot of people are upset that we didn't just let the police in our door that day, or that I just, or that I ran to the closet. I mean, with the boys. Yeah, yeah, they say they say just fight it if out. You don't have nothing you to hide. What do you? Out. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of a meme. They had a bunch uh, of the fourth amendment uh, Jews up against the wall. One Jew said, uh, "Don't worry, we'll fight out in court later." It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 And it's, and that's, I, I, I wish I could come up with some kind of advice for you. I don't, other than I think you do have to get out of the area, but yeah, you, you have that big strike against you of not having money, which is, I don't know. I I wrote a book, survival, the richest about this kind of thing, or it's, I think it's uh, the bottom 50% of America have less than 1% of the collective wealth. Half this country has nothing. And I agree with one guy, what he said, as soon as it's going to be have yachts or have nots. It's just going. Yeah, no, that, that is. That's why it's headed. That, and that's, that's what I, I have to think that maybe you came under a little scrutiny just from the fact that you were in a shelter at that initial yeah. stage that maybe they just looked at you. Okay. Why are they? In a shelter? I understand certain things put you under scrutiny. I don't even mind them looking into it, but when you knowingly perjure yourself, right. when all the stuff later on, when you've got judges and DAs just rubber stamp, they don't even look for any proof. CPS says it, boom, boom, stamp it. Then you send them to your go-to pediatrician. You give her charge, you give her yeah. case. I could take any child here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, any two children, any child. If I gave that child to one of their petition, pediatricians with a CPS story, they'd find a reason to keep her. Him or her. Guarantee. I wish I could take that bet because I'd take it. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. If the right people, it doesn't matter. If, right. if, if they want to make, a, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's cops, social workers, anything. If side, and even even in this case, a, a meddlesome neighbor that just decided, you know. Yeah. To, uh, I mean, it's not so much how it's stick their nose the thing in. Somebody says you're making too much noise or whatever. It wasn't about noise this time anyway, but it could, it could be about anything. And, of course, they have to investigate. I had no problem with their investigation, but I've dealt with CPS. I know what they're about. I am not going to talk to you because I know yeah. who and what you are. We don't have to help with an investigation. No. Besides that, they could see the kids. And then, yeah, they could see the kids through. through the glass door in the back. They could yeah, see the they're kids walking around. They made up stories. They said that our eldest child was too weak that she had to help him up. That same child had been running all around the, the room earlier. And now they're saying that he's weak and malnourished. Yeah, I helped him out the, off the floor yeah, because he's he has autistic. autistic. He doesn't understand. 
Yeah, now they didn't know that when they no. came to the door, but they saw, you can't deny the fact that the first thing they saw upon arrival was both boys in the living room. Even before they saw me, they saw both boys walking in the living room. And that's also how they operate. Even after they find out, okay, we were wrong about the malnourishment. We were wrong about the dark circles. But hey, the eldest kid has autism, and they're not treating him the way we think he should be treated. Okay, let's let's concentrate on that. I mentioned they're the ones that gave him the problem. Yeah, but they don't you're the very ones either. that gave him the autism. If you want to tell the truth, but you won't, never would. And even if we could find get you to confess that you gave vaccines against our will, you say, well, couldn't have possibly been the vaccines gave him autism. Just lie, 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 lie. Because who cares if you lie? Because you don't even lie under oath. So why do you care about everyday lying? Yeah. Yeah, and even the lies. Yeah, when you're looking at your fraud. Yeah. Well, how is this? How is this? Must have obviously disillusioned you and made you more cynical than you already were. I mean, and I would imagine this has radicalized you seeing firsthand. Yeah, you you see how terrorist services, the cops, local media. It's all corruption. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's all corruption everywhere. So you, you, I'm sure you're like a, a Diogenes. It's looking for an, an honest man with a lantern. I mean, you're mm-hmm. trying to go out and find somebody who's because yeah. this seems to me. Well, in, in most of these cases, yeah. yeah. I'm not just trying to find an no. honest man. I'm trying to find a decent lawyer. Yeah. Do you know That's that hard. we have why we have all kinds of proof to have a major lawsuit, but no. Lawyer in Tulsa, to my knowledge, who touches a 10-foot pole unless you have money up front. They're not going to take sometimes. on contingency. We have a perfect case, but they still won't take on contingency. And sometimes money. Yeah, because I think even then they're the scared to take involved. on. Yeah, because of the politics yeah, involved. Yeah, because of the politics involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, here well, we are being a target. I, 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 it is. And they, and they know the system uh, know the system better than anybody else. So they know how, uh, <clears throat> how corrupt it is. And I, you know, it's uh, and I understand about local media. That's the thing that okay, it's just the mainstream media and the networks, but no, it's local media as well. Having right. my own little things over the year to try to get local reporters interested in. You can't if somebody's if if it's something like this where it's going against anybody. That's, yeah, uh, well, it's just like it's just like, it's just like before I knew things were corrupt, but I had no idea just how far and deep the rabbit hole went. Yeah, I mean, I knew what they were even before, I mean, because of the store, because of some things that I'd heard. And also, I was a, a state foster child, not under CPS circumstance, but different, is a different circumstance, but it was still DHS in two different states, Florida and Oklahoma. And so I knew that they were capable of fraud, but this is a whole other level, what I've seen. And even based on where it, I was I mean, this goes on. You've seen the corruption in CPS, seen the corruption in the police department, seen the corruption in the sheriff's department. Then you got the DA's office. You got the judges. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And yeah. then we, yeah. we sent all this information. Yeah. So what's the top DHS official, Department of Human Services official? Uh, the regional director? Regional director. director. We sent all this information. And they did an investigation themselves and found out they had done nothing wrong. I, I said, oh, perjury it's amazing. <coughs> we, you just have to go and shoot just, somebody before we get them? We didn't say that, but we, no. we yeah. should. Well, you, yeah. you, you see the suggestion on the screen there that you need to, I mean, this is easy to say, but about 20 other countries. There are so many people in your similar situations. Have you tried to find well, if you could reach out to them? There's a chance to, that she may be able to do a press conference soon. With some, other yeah, with some other people, but everything just goes so slow. But in the meantime, 
you got to deal with the day to day things that are going on. You got to deal with the courts. You got to deal with DHS. You know, there's people who are talking this person, talking that person. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of couples, and we're and we try to speak here and there. We've done all kinds of podcasts, mm -hmm. but we're really making very little leeway. Yeah, and there's no excuse not to. Like I said, the DA has our evidence, right. everything. And the DA can make this all go away tomorrow. Yeah, and I think we even went, yeah, we even Yeah, we even went to some higher-ups like in Washington, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and no one's doing anything. No. And we have all this evidence. We don't have a lot of money, but we have evidence, more evidence than most parents have. And here we are under a void court order when they have no legal leg to stand on, and it needs to cease and desist right this second. This second, right now. And then we can go from there with the other, with the prosecutions, restitution, all that. First and foremost, this has to stop. Cease and desist now. Yeah. Well, no what, where, where, do, where does it so? Where do things stand now? You have your kids there with you in the background. What is the situation now, and what what is still a threat to you? And is there a chance of you to get out from under the umbrella of all this at some point soon? It's the court that's a threat. Uh, it's DHS, the judge, ADA, children's attorney. Uh, anybody else out? DHS? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, I might mention, I think we mentioned earlier, the charges, charges, criminal charges are dropping against my But if she had gone to court and lost, she would have been facing three years in jail. For nothing. As I said, this story is incredible. I don't know. What else I can say? Uh, the suggestion is maybe you can try to meet other people. Uh, if I can think of somebody, I'll try to put them in touch with you. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a, if you can form some type of a thing, even a Facebook group or something. You know, there's uh, I've had some, uh, the Injustice uh, Coalition they have, and usually it's about people that are in prison for you know unjustly, which and there's tons of them that are. Uh, so it, it doesn't necessarily quite fit your case but it's like that or you could start one and uh i don't know you know how much that would help but it, it might help some i mean better than doing nothing because i don't know what else to tell you in front of us that would do the right thing that would just uh just say hey get these people the justice they need they've is, got the evidence right is here. there any other advocates you want to talk about there uh we have the uh we have that one coalition uh the oklahoma coalition i mean uh, any other groups that have been you reached out. Yeah, you want to mention them or not? Should I? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we've actually reached out to the NAACP. Yeah, <laughs> it seems kind of funny, but yeah, the NAACP okay. has been very generous, generous I mean, towards yeah. us. Really? What? What did? What? What did they do? Well, actually, uh, that's the reason the DA has the evidence that he needs yeah. right now. One thing. Really. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's good to hear. Somebody, I mean, they, they stepped up. Yeah, they need well, to do more. Well, that's wonderful. And I, well, well, I would say, say, you, but they're, they're not concerned about civil liberties at all anymore. So they're probably, but I wouldn't think the NACB would. Oh, so maybe yeah, I reached out to them years ago about sitting up and Oh, yeah. Mom. That's something else. We reached out to them during this, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, and uh, basically nothing. zip, zap, zero. Mm -hmm. And other organizations similar to them, mm -hmm. conservative organizations similar to the ACLU, yes, nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah, they say we weren't violated enough. Yeah. Um, well, they use uh, other kinds of violations. Well, we need a bullet in the head. We weren't violated enough. You took our children. Yeah, well, that's you, the problem. Uh, you got well, in prison, my wife. What do you want? 
You came into my house without a warrant, yeah, yeah, took my right. children, beat up my wife. You won't allow me a jury trial. How much more violation can you be? You purge yourself on sworn affidavit. You purge yourself in court. You upheld evidence. The judge changed your sworn testimony. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, it came into our house trying to get us to submit to an, our children to an unwanted, unnecessary medical check. Yeah, and just because we don't want them yeah. there. Now, if this was a real emergency, why did they wait two months in right. between time? Now, here's something else. Since uh, now they're well, concentrating on our eldest child's autism, autism. They got on to us because we didn't have it diagnosed, right? They had him in custody for over a year before they had diagnosed. He was not even diagnosed till after the trial. But they were still, even without a diagnosis. But we're bad for not having diagnosed. Yeah, we knew what he had. No need to diagnose and him. Not taking, him not taking him to occupational and physical therapy. Yeah, they were taking him to that even without a diagnosis yeah. that whole time. But because so, we didn't so do you're it, treating him without a diagnosis. And because we, we diagnosed him ourselves, yeah. and we're not doctors. Uh, that was part of, in the final judgment, why they uh, wouldn't let us take it. I mean, why we lost, lost, so-called lost the trial, uh, the rig trial. And we've had uh, homeopaths well, and so that's was on the right thing. Yes. We were doing probiotics, mm -hmm. uh, cleanses, mm -hmm. different types, fruit. Uh, we yeah, see the mineral yeah. cleanse. Yeah. You know, no, we're, no, doing, no. we're doing what we can as we can. And the, we've had well, doctors, they're not sounds like you are, but I, telling us we're on the right path. But none of this seems to matter. No, it's not people. occupational, well, physical. Right. So we're we're the bad guys. Yeah. Well, it's you're unfortunately you're up against a you know a, 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 a just an unbelievable amount of tyranny. But uh, so describe where sum up where things are now, and then again give out what people can do to help. Uh, if you have anything else beyond the give send go, but just uh, sum up what's the situation now and what is in the immediate future that what's what's going on. Um. Well, right now they're in trial unification. Supposedly, near the end of January, everything should be dropped and we'll get them back if everything goes smooth. If the but judge has had her coffee. They've already sabotaged, DHS has already sabotaged some of the services yeah. since we got home. See, we're so. supposed to give them our else child certain types of therapy, and they and their uh, their doctor who diagnosed them too slow and give us the information back in time to get in the therapy. There are two doctors needed. on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they're to be Basically, they're yeah. sabotaging uh -huh. the things we're supposed to do to help Those our children. Those two doctors did, yes. Whether by incompetence or on purpose. Uh huh. And well, um, so we don't know wrong. what we're going to face next time we go to court because yeah. they they may say, "Well, you didn't cross this T or dot this I." Yeah, they're also yeah. targeting my mental health as usual, as they always do. So um, it may so. come to we may I, go, I, go to a trial anyway. Because if they want to continue to play their games, then let's just take it to trial. Well, they're extorting us. And yeah. for the lawyers to sit back and say, well, we can't do anything for you. You just have to work services. We can't do anything for you until, I mean, unless they uh, try to, unless they take your kids again. That's not yeah. the law. Well, well it. Well, it sounds like at least uh, you know it, it, next month you have a chance. And I, we all, I know my audience. I certainly do. Wish you the best. We're all rooting for you. I hope this helped to get to get we it out there. We can't go to that court. The thing is, we have to stop that now. We can't we're, go to that court. But we are doing what we can on the side, like yeah. getting the information to the DA and all this. It needs to stop before then. But if it doesn't and they don't do it, anything can happen. We could go on the trial. They could be taken out of private unification, go back into foster care. I mean, it's just all up in there. That's why it's after all this proof has been shown the deep. The DA's office knows that they had no right to take the children, that the children are fine, 
but yet they are they going to allow it to go forward? That's yeah. what it comes well, down to. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're on your side. It depends, it depends uh, just the average person like me. I don't know if there's much you can do, but just be aware of what CPS is and what they are. Don't go judging. Like you see something news, they take a child and think, oh, I hope the child finds a good home. Well, they may have been taken from a good home. But yes, besides, absolutely. just if, you could, I, 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 uh, if you're able to, even one person, every person just contributed a dollar to go Gibson Go, it would help. Just you know, just a dollar. You can give a dollar, you know, to in the bucket for Christmas, yeah. which you know you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just a dollar. Send a dollar. Yeah, and uh, we don't have anything outside that. We did have these shirts here. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, get, get, do you, do you have a uh, do you have a do you have a PayPal or anything or just you just yeah. want it all to be give send go. That's a you nice shirt. Go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any. That's a that. T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. These were, so, yeah. These were so, profit, but they got taken down. Yeah, it's called stolen from home. Uh -huh. It's not okay with me, Oklahoma. Yeah. These are our boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people. So they may so, come back at the shirt. People but can't. Right can now, can they still buy the shirt? Give send go Tamson Bowles, right? Tamson and Reggie Bowles. And Reggie Bowles. Yeah. Tamson is everybody. Yeah, I urge everybody to try to help all you can. You uh, could, but I they have to have our address. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing outside gets in go right now. Not right okay. now, no. Yeah. Like I said, you send it that, and like I said, if you if you have, okay. well, like, you can even Google that, and sometimes our gives and go plus all the other podcasts we've done over the years will show up. So people want to, you know, want to find out, you know, here's the rest of the story. Which our media does not want to know. Yeah, or even <laughs> the fact that we have all this evidence. I mean, if yeah, if, if, if people can just like shout out uh, to the higher ups. I mean, like uh, give these people, leave these people alone. They're innocent. There's evidence that they're innocent, and you've charged them twice. Uh, leave them alone. I mean, if people, if enough people can get behind that, that would be great. I mean, I don't know how else to ask for that. Also, any of these politicians out there, get off your backside. Well, they certainly do. More, 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 more people are finding out just what CPS is and just what to do and just I how dirty it is. I think a lot of them are scared. You no, know, you may be scared, but you know, for, sooner or later, it's just like a, you know, a build up behind the dam. You can just keep doing this stuff for so long, it's going to backlash. I mean, you can't just mess over people well, and get in targeted unfairly. Well, you. At some point, that would be a reckoning. And I, I, I'm sorry you're going through this. You've been treated unfairly by a horrible system, as you know all too well. And I hope for the best for you. And uh, please give to give, send, go, and Reggie Bowles. Everybody, help. I thank you for coming on. And uh, again, well, I wish you the best, Tamsin. Take care. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Okay, folks. Um, well, that was very uh, kind of an emotional, obviously, ride there. And um, I haven't had, haven't had any problems a little bit I saw with my connection. It had been working good, but I don't know what it is. When I, when I go and I protest, it seems to really mess up. I would like to check out the Rockfin. The reason I have not been monitoring the Rockfin chat room, I've just been going with YouTube, is because I have a feeling when I go there, the connection is... It's going to get messed up. So, I'm trying to see. So, 
anyhow, so obviously that was, and you know, in, in hidden history, I'm sure Chris Graves remembers the exact name, but I think it was uh, Beverly Schaefer. I know her last name was Schaefer, but she was a uh, a real firebrand in Georgia, uh, fighting with the uh, Child Protective Services, and she and her husband wound up dead. They claimed they killed themselves, which was ridiculous because they were uh, very religious people and they would have never done that. They had like, you know, six kids and grandchildren and all that. And uh, so they obviously were murdered. I have no doubt about that. So that's unfortunately what can happen when you run into this is just such a foul system. And again, it's, it's, you, you, you see it at all levels. So that's why it's important. I'm trying to get more and more of these, um, these local things and these kind of local, uh, not local, but municipal corruption, because uh, it's it's there and people don't uh, people don't seem to realize that uh, I'm looking at. Uh, And again, it looks like I'm pro. No, am I frozen up? Yeah, I'm frozen up. So I'm trying to get into this Rockfin thing. Oh, at least it's, <clears throat> it's to some degree. I tried to get into um, get some local media interested. You know, local newspaper in my area. I mean, here I I, I worked for this place my entire adult life, 44 years. Uh, fired for helping out a handicapped coworker in a right to work state, which means a uh, a uh, a right to fire you for any reason. And I appreciate the comment, Prairie Fire. And um, White Wolf, obviously, oh, my friend Vince Agnew, Chris Buchan, Chris Grace, who I saw earlier. Uh, he's over in Axe. I don't know what the hell. This website is just over here, so I want to try to. Figure out who that was to thank them, but um, uh, Riley. Okay, I see Riley. I haven't seen Riley for a while. Vince Agnelli, Lori Light. Good to see you, Little John. I recognize Little John. He's here all the time. Okay, see what we have here. I'm trying to figure out who tipped me. I can never find this. I'm I'm trying to scroll through and do a show too, and it's it's not easy to do. So uh, you know who you are, so I'm, I'm hopefully I'll find you here. But um, anyway, so this, and I, I'm going to, you know, I had the woman on um, a couple weeks ago, Marie Sell, whose uh, son, you know, has been framed for murder. And there's so much of that going on. My friend Carolyn Rose Goya is, uh, has, has had her, the uh, municipal corruption dealing with that for a long time. She lost everything she owned for uh, blowing the whistle on uh defense contractors and the, you know, there was a little child sex trafficking apparently going on there, or at least some kind of pedophile activity. Stephanie Green, there's a, see, good, good to see you. Uh, Stephen Casper. 
Okay, I'm trying to find, uh, I don't know, I'm never going to figure out who tipped me. But um, anyhow, so um, this is this is must-see TV, isn't it? Watching me squint at the screen without my glasses to try to see the comments and figure out who tipped me. But um, you know, Riley had said the same thing to the couple about get out of the Dodge and slave landing. That's that's but a good point. That's again the right. You know, when when we talk about these things, uh, the uh, I think that's what distinguishes me from a lot of people is that, you know, having written, written survival, the riches having Huey long for a hero. I'm aware of how much behind the eight ball, the average person is. Now this, this couple you're talking about, first of all, they were, the story began in a, in a homeless shelter. That means they couldn't even afford housing. So you can imagine what kind of poverty they were in to begin with. Now, of course the conservative uh, answer to that is, well, why are they having kids when they can't afford them? I mean, that's, you know, again, that's, that's a stupid party, but um, the uh, I, I mean I just think it's a shame. And again, it tells you this, the system is incredibly corrupt. But you can at least to some degree fight it with money. But the problem is uh, most of the people who are getting screwed over by it the most, as as in this case, don't have the financial resources to do it. So that's the uh, okay. Let's see if I can. I still have screw. I hope you don't get yes. Not expected, believe me at all. Okay, at all. I'm just saying when I do get back here, Chris Graves uh, says he feels bad for those folks, but he got extremely chaotic and noisy. Yeah, I, I know. And it was with the kids in the back. It was nice the kids were there, but um, that was a little, uh, it was different. But, you know, but again, it shows you, I think it showed a, a, a really um, perfect example of uh of the people that probably have this happen to them more often than not, it is a chaotic situation. Their lives are chaotic and they don't have people running around because of that. And uh, so I think it was very illustrative there of uh, what's going on. I, I can't, I don't know. I can't find anything. It says I've got tips, but uh, I can't figure out who it is. So whoever you are, maybe you can, uh, you can, uh, Mention it again in the chat, and uh, I do appreciate it. William Hale from Australia over here in, in the uh, the YouTube. Good to see you, my friend. And uh, it's so – anyway, I guess we'll get off that subject. But there's um, – I was actually before – I was actually – I enjoy the World Cup. I don't want to get on that too much, but uh, I, I still enjoy that for some reason. So my son and I – my son played travel soccer for many years, so it's something we enjoy together. And uh, I was watching, uh, I had to see the last penalty kick between uh, Argentina and uh, the Netherlands. And Argentina uh, edged him out. And uh, before that, I missed it. My son was watching. I would like to say, I, I, you know, I, I thought the fix was in for Brazil. They're kind of the Yankees of, of soccer. And uh, Croatia, of all people, who's now my favorite team. I'm rooting for Croatia to win. Somehow they upset them in a, uh, on penalty shots. And uh, if you know the history of Croatia, Croatia – like and some other, so Croatia is the first one I think of. They were caught between 
the Soviets and the Nazis in World War II. And uh, it, I, you know, my heart goes out to those people. So I think it's wonderful. That I'm sure it's a really, really big story. And um, up here, they've always been rotten. Prairie Fire says, "Just uh, well, you know." And that's the thing. I think the, the corruption is maybe is always. But Chris Buckins says even like ten years ago they weren't this bad. Yeah, and that's that. I, I, it has always been true, but it, it's just so obvious now and so in your face. And yeah, we've had courtrooms like this, but you didn't have the kind of uh, unbelievable bias on the part of judges, especially that you have now, they don't even, and it's much like the media. I mean, we knew what Walter Cronkite, you know, bragged when he's old man about sitting at the right hand of Satan. And he was the voice of the owl for decades uh, at Bohemian Grove. So, you know, what he, where he was coming from, he wasn't a trusted figure. That's for sure. Not to mention he hosted like a, a record number of, uh, of uh, disinformation specials on the JFK assassination. Light his ass off right to, the end. Uh, Chris says, true, be if you were ordinary, used to be not doing anything bad. They didn't really mess it to you. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, I mean, here, guy back in the seventies, uh, they profiled me a few times, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, I had in the winter, I would grow a very impressive beard back then before, long before the hipsters. So he's in came, I have real long hair and a nice impressive beer, have kind of a rocks look and uh chris grace i should try for the phones well tony if you're out there and you're not busy i don't know if you want to if you've uh, but tony's i know busy and um if you're uh if you're available hell sure i'd love to take some calls to find a way where i can uh can do it. Tony can, or you can, you can hear me or what? No, what is the, yeah, you, I, I can hear you, but you can't hear me or something until afterwards. So, uh, yeah, Rockfin is just, uh, but at least, at least I haven't lost my thing there. So I think the connection is a little better today, but, um, so, you know, lots of, obviously lots of stuff. We saw Herschel Walker, uh, <laughs> shockingly enough, lose. And not that, I mean, you know, really, as I tried to say before, do you do you really think that Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker were the answer that they were going to save the country? I mean, it's uh, slight again, I slightly less dangerous and on a slightly slower trek track than uh, than the Democrats, but uh, just the, you know they're idiotic Trumps again. I mean, Trump's the one who plucked Herschel Walker out and decided he was a candidate. So uh, another great failure for Trump, but uh, so. We had that, and was there anybody, you know, when you watch these election results, and you're talking about a, somebody who was a, an election, I was a political junkie as a kid, even before I discovered the JFK assassination, really. Uh, when Bobby Kennedy ran for president in 68, I was I became a, a fan of politics because I, I already loved the Kennedys, and I wanted to be president so bad, you know, to bring back Camelot and all that at that age, what I was believing as a little kid. And uh, so I followed the primary system. I, I knew, you know, from New Hampshire on, I knew what all the primaries were. And I was, uh, you know, following and, you know, when he won, I would celebrate like it was a victory for a sports team. And I think I told that story before my dad was into politics and uh, uh, the California primary was too late. 
you know, for me to sit up, uh, although I would have sat up all night if I could always, but I never wanted to go to sleep. I was always a night person as a kid even. But uh, so I, I went to bed and uh, the first thing I had when I woke up, I shouted, hey, dad, did, did, did Bobby Kennedy win the California primary? He said, yeah, he did, but he was shot. So uh, I still remember that day, very, very sad day going to school, sixth grade, we had a TV on in the classroom. He, you know, he didn't die for a day, but I knew he was going to, I, even at that age, I, I realized I, I was becoming very uh, familiar with life. And I realized this is something, this is, you know, you, you, this is, you're, you can't change this. It's unchangeable. It's an unchangeable force. He was shot for a reason and he, he was not going to survive. And uh, so I became kind of uh, convinced, wow, God, these, these, uh, already I was Seeing. They, they kill the good guys. And that's why Abraham Martin and John came out and they talked about it. So I, I was really, uh, you know, and it, but e even after that, I still in 72 and 76, and when I was 76, I was first able to vote. I was, I was, you know, just a, such a Democrat, man. I thought the Republicans were bad. And I, I thought the Democrats were mostly good. You know, they were the good guys. And, uh, the Kennedys were the best, you know, so Ted Kennedy was the man I really wanted to run. But I mean, I liked, I, I liked uh, Birch Bayh and uh, when Morris, when Mo Udall run in 76, I I, had, I liked a lot about him. So he was the guy that I picked. Fred Harris, I actually liked better, <clears throat> was I believe from Oklahoma, from uh, the neck of the woods where the couple was earlier. But um, of course, Jimmy Carter won and he was my, probably my least favorite choice out of that. But I voted for him my first election because I couldn't vote for a Warren Commission member in Gerald Ford. I just couldn't do that. And uh, so, but, and by that I had discovered the Kennedy assassination and everything. I realized none of these people were uh, good. White Wolf says the only candidate even considered voting for is Pat Buchanan. I did vote for Pat, Buchanan, but I don't even know about him now. And, you know, I've tried to get Pat Buchanan, uh, maybe he's probably 80-ish now, maybe early 80s. And uh, maybe, I don't know, he hasn't been on TV for a while, but that could be because, they don't want him on, but I would think like he'd be perfect for Tucker Carlson. To my knowledge, he's never been on Tucker Carlson because to me, Tucker Carlson is kind of the, the, the next, uh, you know, generation of, of Pat Buchanan. Very, very similar going from a kind of a conservative Republican to a populist type of thing. And uh, so uh, I would love, I mean, because the death of the West and, you know, the, the, the books he wrote and he just, he's, he was just a, a good man. And I knew people that knew him personally and talked about how, you know, he really was moral and everything in his real life. So uh, I would love to uh, have him on the show, but he's not, not uh, he hasn't, you know, I've been able to get a hold of him. He has people and they didn't answer my thing. So um, White Wolf says maybe Joe Sobern was on the up hit. Yeah, Joe Sobern was good. Joe Sobern was good. <clears throat> he was, Joseph Sobern was a, one of the last really good conservative YouTube. Neither. Jeez, some mysterious tips that I can't, uh, I can't find who gave me to. So again, I, I appreciate whoever gave me the the chat room. Uh, Riley's, of course, talking about Tucker's Jewish. I Riley, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish master. So, oh, is that Tony? Cool. Yeah, Don, I'll, I'll go find those tips for you. We'll Tony, are you in? Cool. 
Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Is there, is there any way to do the phones or not? Not today, Don. Uh, I got a new phone system and, uh, I, it okay, doesn't, gotcha. that's fine. Okay. Uh, we are, we are work. I got to order it. Kind I appreciate of new board it. Okay. Do it right. But we can, we're going to get it done. I promise. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. We have to have phones on free FM. I love taking calls. But, um, Chris said, did anyone check out the press conference this week about the JFK records lawsuit against the Biden administration? Um, I, was there a press conference about that? I know they talked about it. I mean, it doesn't, I, I don't think that, uh, I think Biden will delay releasing it again, like they all have, but I, I keep telling people, yeah, I would like to see him released, but everything should be released, but I, they're not gonna, they didn't document all this, you know, they didn't like you know, delineate how, okay, this is what's going to happen. You know, this person is going to be on, be on uh, behind the picket fence on the grassy knoll and, this person's going to be there. Secret Service has agreed to stand down. I mean, this is something that you don't put on paper. And uh, so I think that uh, it's kind of naive for people to <clears throat> search for smoking. Hey, there's Catherine Goya. Cool. Uh, she wants to in, in Rockfin was you got a $20 tip from Patrick S. And he oh, said, uh, long live the chair. Patrick. Long live the chair, Don. And then Angry Tiger gave $5. <laughs> the chair was. Angry Tiger, that's becoming a habit with him. Thank you, Angry Tiger. I really appreciate that. And I think, I think I'm going to be on their show tomorrow. I, he has to get in touch with Angry Tiger. Update me with it for sure if I'm supposed to be on your show right before America Unplugged tomorrow. <clears throat> Make sure that I uh, that, that's uh, scheduled or not. Um, Catherine Goy said, "Can you see the stuff over here?" I'm not sure what you said, but Kat, good to see you, Catherine. And I, you know, I, I mean, get to Catherine. Carolyn, I talked about you earlier. I mentioned you uh, as far as because I hope you uh, were able to listen to that couple because that was kind of you should be able to relate to that because the people that are and, and in many ways, you know, the situation of um, the bowls is even more frustrating than saying somebody on a national level because you don't get the attention. You know, they have that. Uh, People, I mean, like, I wouldn't even suggest Tucker Carlson to them, but I mean, T Tucker Carlson might, you know, approach some of those <clears throat> kinds of cases, but, you know, it's a luck of the draw because there's so many out there, again, competing. And I know because I hear from them. I, this woman's case just sounded really uh, heart-wrenching, so that's why I wanted to have her on the show. And Kat um, says, I want another show talking to someone briefly, and then I came over here, so I missed you talking about me while I was busy talking. I mentioned well, you mentioned me over there and I mentioned you over here. So that we're all good. <laughs> we're mentioning each other. That's good. But uh, <clears throat> at any rate, no, Chris, I don't know anything more about the uh, the JFK press conference. But again, I don't think, you know, I, I, we're, at this point, until until we have a complete overhaul of the system, it's, I mean, I of course, I'm still writing and talking about it. But until we have a complete overhaul of the system, it's... <clears throat> No one's going to acknowledge the the, uh, the lies about JFK assassination, 9-11, or anything else, because this is part of their, uh, you saw what was happening with the bowls, or even in a situation like that, where the the judge won't even look at the evidence that they have, and there really is no, I mean, somebody was, a neighbor thought the child looked skinny, and it circles under his eyes, really? I mean, that's the standard now for somebody coming under, for parents being uh, under suspicion by the government? That your child might do. I mean, hell, I I would say they're doing a bang up job. And you look at all the obese Americans. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe a 
a, a skinny child really looks strange now. I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> I just think that's, that's horrible. And it's, it, it's, you know, it's, but I, I understand what's happening and I, I, I'll probably have more people like this on the show. Cause I, I think people uh, need to see and need to understand that this thing is from top to bottom. And uh, you know, we had a, it was a story about him, but I couldn't find out really what happened. But there was a father in Loudoun County, which is my neighboring county. And that was the epicenter of these uh, protests against the school boards that uh, was notably beat up and uh, by cops and uh, was arrested. And I think charged with some crime when he objected to his daughter being raped in the bathroom, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of her, uh, I think, middle school, middle school or high school. I don't think it was middle school. Uh by a boy in a dress claiming he was a woman. Still had something to rape with. And instead of doing anything to the kid, they transferred him into school where guess what? He raped another girl while wearing a dress in the bathroom. Uh, just absolutely, uh, just unbelievable. So I, I, there was a story about an update with him, what happened, but I, I, I don't think the, that they'll, uh, that they will, uh, do anything much to the kid because this is this is a uh this is all part of the nonsense here this 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 and i still don't fully understand the trans the transgenderism thing i don't it's uh it's beyond my pay grade as a conspiracy researcher is i never saw it coming it's uh it's really it's really kind of contradicted and it's a decimated feminism even toxic feminism which is very dangerous Toxic feminism has done a lot to destroy things in this culture. And, um, but right now, the, the feminists and the toxic feminists are, um, to some degree, at war <clears throat> with the transgender community. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of them are buying it because they're just, they're loyal to woke culture, even though they must not possibly understand it. I know I don't. I don't understand at all. And it's, it's becoming just when you see this same uh, Brism or whatever the hell's name, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, the guy who is really is the face of the Biden administration, the freak show. And if they were, if they were advertising the inmates at Arkham Asylum, he'd be right there with Rachel Levine and uh, Lori Lightfoot, you know, but he's, uh, he's, he's got this impressively shaved head, completely shaved like a cue ball. And uh, he's got a, a dyed red mustache. So he keeps his mustache. So it's a lovely look. And uh, wears a matching red dress. And he was uh, arrested for stealing a woman's handbag at an airport, I think, last week. Now, you know, when, when I heard his excuse, he actually, he actually, his excuse was he was tired. Now imagine anybody, any thief just, you, well, you know, I was tired. What was, what was I going to do? I had to steal a woman's handbag, right? I was tired. Uh, it brought to mind the uh, what I thought was the most unbelievable excuse, and this was from a, a, a sex-crazed migrant a couple years ago when we first started letting them in the country. This this guy assaulted, I think, sexually assaulted, I think, an eight-year-old boy at a pool. And I think he did it in front of everybody. I, I, if I understood it, you know, which again just shows again what kind of Americans are around that they're letting a, a boy be sexually assaulted in front of them while they're going out the high dive. But um, his excuse, he had a sexual emergency. Now, 
many of us have had sexual emergencies in our lives or we thought they weren't the incels out there in the incel community is every day a sexual emergency to those guys. But I mean, imagine someone using that as an excuse. This, I don't know if he was ever prosecuted. I doubt he was probably wasn't. I mean, he had a sexual emergency. He's a migrant, right? It's uh White Wolf says the transgender agenda is the same thing they did to the Weimar Germany, total destruction of morals in the family. It's a bonus. The woke people are being gaslighted against the MAGA crowd. Yeah, absolutely. It is very similar. And I know, I know Germany was uh, had a lot of that uh, going on in the, in the time. And uh, Chris says it's actually the precursor to the transhuman agenda. Yeah. And that's uh, that's another thing. You know, Alex, Alex Jones was the first one to talk about that as well. He was the First one to talk about uh, goats, spiders, and and goats and everything being, but we know now they they are cloning these things. I mean, that's beyond Frankenstein. But he's talked about the transhuman. Apparently, these people want to merge with AI, I guess, and to achieve some kind of immortality. And uh, maybe that's why they're pushing AI so much. I don't know, but it's um, times indeed. It's London's. Yeah, it was the uh, forty Yeah, I'd be, if you read my book on Bard Fame, I think it's one of those who, who helped me with that. Or about the doorman of the Dakota building that had a, a very interesting background to say the least. He was tied in with lots of the anti-Castro Cuban figures that were uh, around Oswald and the characters of the JFK assassination. Uh, very strange for him to uh, go from being like a, a police official in pre-Castro Cuba to wind up as a, as a doorman at the Dakota. Just happened to be there when uh, John Lennon was killed. So, um, just the only rock star we know that had tons of FBI files on him and still some still classified and uh, just happened to be the one they assassinated. You know, they didn't get Ringo, but, um, <laughs> but anyhow, so that, that was um, December 8th. And the worst part of that, you know, was having to hear it from Howard Cosell. I remember sitting, uh, I had been dating my wife for about a year. It was 1980. And I was sitting in her kitchen waiting for her to get ready. Uh, as I did a lot those days. Uh <laughs> as they prepped and uh, the Monday night football was on. And uh, so I had it on in the background and that Howard Cosell, I mean, getting, just getting news like that from Howard Cosell, from somebody like Howard Cosell is the worst. It, you know, he just comes on and says, the report apparently official, you know, John Lennon, dead on arrival. He said it just like, you know, so it's like, shut up Cosell. God, <laughs> I hated him anyhow, but just hearing that is like, you know, did I really have to get the news from you? But that's how a lot of us got it because he was the why he was the first one to know. I mean, I guess they didn't they didn't think it was worthy of a special news report, which is unbelievable. <laughs> or Pete Best. <laughs> well, they kind of best before the Beatles. But, you know, talking about an unlucky guy. I mean, this is a this is a, uh, you know he's with the Beatles all through their cavern days and uh, they're big in Hamburg and they're just on the precipice of stardom, and you get replaced right before you 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 would have been achieved cultural achieved cultural immortality, one of the Beatles, 
And right before the beat, you know, people don't realize again, if you weren't alive, then this is, it was a, a phenomenon the world will never see again. I mean, it was unbelievable. Beatlemania was a real thing, but he gets replaced for no, really no good reason. And uh, they were, they were very cruel to him. And uh, he has a right to be way more bitter than he is. And uh, because he missed out again on being a real phenomenon. <clears throat> and um, he was, uh, you know, replaced by Ringo became maybe the luckiest guy, you know, because he obviously wasn't instrumental really. Although he's an underrated drummer, he's, he's a good drummer, but he, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was clearly, you know, it was Lennon McCart McCartney's show and Harrison was frustrated, but he was a great uh, musician as well. Chris says, hey, Don, what do you think about the fake Hart McCartney thing? Well, to, well, Chris, to tell you the truth, um, my next book is going to be about that. And it's, it's, it's going to be, and uh, it's it, my friend, Bob Wilson, another one of the researchers, he had this idea where he wanted to, um, to write a book. So he came up with the idea and asked me if I'd help out. And I really didn't do much. I wrote the introduction and I helped out with, you know, I got some people to question, but anyway, it's about the Paul is dead phenomenon, but it's really not, it's more about the Beatles in total and about getting people's impressions on them. So it was a very easy book to write. As we just contacted, I mean, I contacted my typical friends in that realm, Susan Olson, you know, Cindy Brady, the Brady Bunch, Sally Kirkland, uh, Nick Mancuso, John Provost, he played Timmy on Lassie, uh, people like that. We got Richard Belzer, uh, and Bob got lots of people in the music. We got like three members of Wings. I got somebody from The Love and Spoonful. Uh, just about their thoughts on this. Now, uh, one of the Ramones and everything, and... Uh, <clears throat> So it's going it's going to be a fun, it's a fun book and it's it'll go into that I looked into it at all I mean I you know I'm <clears throat> there's not too many conspiracies that I you know turn away but I think you know that uh, it would be very unlikely for them to have been able to find someone who looked enough like Paul McCartney to fool everyone and who played left-handed bass it was the kind of musician you know that whoever replaced him would be and could write a lot of great songs, like crappy songs too, to be honest, but a lot of great songs uh, and sing the same. And, uh, it's not impossible, but it's very, very, very improbable. So uh, I'm do but one thing that Bob and I both agree on is that the Beatles definitely knew what they were doing. And this was created, I think, as a public relationship because the clues are real. The clues are everywhere. And they did, I think they did on purpose. So that's my view on it. Um, and that's going to be coming out soon. Um, Chris Buggins says Fetzer swears it's true as far as I know. Yeah, and uh, I was I just did you know I had not talked to Fetzer for a long time, and uh, <clears throat> both Chris, Bob, and lots of other people kind of warned me against it. But he he buttered me up, and he they, he got to me through my friend Stephanie Sledge, who's been on the show a couple times. I respect it a great deal. One of the most underrated uh, researchers out, out there is a great work on Sandy Hook, and on the only one that's really done great work on Gabby Giffords. But um, so Fetzer has some some good people who uh, support him. And uh, so he buttered me up and, uh, you know, loved what I was saying. And he asked me to speak uh, at this Zoom conference he just had last week. Uh, but it was, you know, a lot of good people. Sarah Westall, my friend Sarah Westall was on there. The Bee Lady, Marianne Heinem, who's been on the show, is there. And uh, uh, William Benny, former, you know, Big, uh, big shot in the government. Very so. There were some pretty big names there. There were a couple of Holocaust people too, like Fred Luchter, and you know. So I, I, at this point, I don't care. You know, I'm a free speech advocate, and 
I say what I say, whatever. So it, it, I think it went okay. I just did a, a presentation on hidden history, the history of false flags and um, election fraud. So, I mean, I, wherever I go, you know, if Rachel Maddow asked me on the show, I'll go, I'm not going to turn her down. And I must say the same thing I say anywhere else that they let me say it. And, um, but yeah, Fetzer does believe Paul is, uh, he does believe Paul is dead. So, uh, but uh, I didn't want to, cause I, you know, Fetzer's great as far as he goes, but he, he has one of the more bombastic personalities. And uh, Prairie Five says Fetzer's pretty cool. And, um, and anyway, so yeah, so I, we go back a long way to the JFK forums. But uh, anyway, Chris was asking me about masking the truth and hidden history. Masking the truth, I'm finishing up. That's my book about the pandemic. Uh, working hard on it, even today. Uh, it's getting. It's. I'm just going through it a final time and probably add. And think. Think about this story is because the narrative continues. There's no way to end it really. So you don't. You know, I don't want to miss something at the end that were some. You know, from real. Uh, big update or something comes and I need to include it. So I'm trying to uh, do the best I can with that. So that'll be done soon. And I'll be, I have a publisher for that. It's a smaller publisher, but I hope people will support it because it's, uh, it's not self-publishing, but it's, uh, it's a friend who wants to do it. And uh, I'll get, I should make a lot more money on it. Cause I, at this point I'm tired of not getting paid, you know, very much because royalties are so small for the big, any kind of bigger publishers. And uh, it's, it's frustrating. So I hope people will uh, read it. I hope I'll still be able to get on coast to coast and places like that and uh, to promote it. And I'm hopeful that Tucker, because Tucker's talked about a lot of this stuff and I quote him a lot of time in the book, some of the stuff he said, I, uh, I hope that maybe I can get to get it to uh, his producer or something, like just figure out a way or maybe go through Naomi Wolf if she have it. Naomi Wolf has hit her, hit her misanswering me lately as well too, because she's on there all the time. So there's that. Hidden History 3 is still with Skyhorse, is with the publisher. I have not heard back. I'll probably hit them up next week and say, what's up with that? But that's, that's standard. That's what they've done with every one of my books. They take a long time and they either go with it or they don't. Hopefully they will. Um, and let's see. I'm going to go. So that's that. Made a few minutes. That's why I don't know that they um they published Alex Jones' book. They published Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s book. Both of those huge successes. Alex Jones' book, I'm guessing, probably sold more copies than anything they've ever published. I'm going to guess. I don't know. But he obviously, he has millions of fans. So how many of them bought it? I don't know. But so hopefully, though, because they should publish Hidden History 3. They publish the other two. And they're the, they're my two bestsellers by far. Hidden History by far is my bestseller than Crimes and Cover-Ups. But, um, and Chris obviously, you know, helped out a great deal with that, along with Bob Wilson and also... Uh, Peter Seacosh, the three searchers. So they were uh, very instrumental in putting that together. Couldn't have done it without them. But uh, it's uh, very interesting. But it's, it's 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 a book for people who are more, I think, for people who are really are, you know about a lot of this stuff already because it's it's really it's a lot of deep information and uh, deep politics kind of stuff. So um, hopefully people will uh, will be receptive to that. But uh, 
And um, I hope again, I, I know you people will be listening to tomorrow to us tomorrow in America and plug. And we'll be talking about some, uh, some interesting stuff. Cause I, I'm trying to think of what the other big stories were this week. Um, and I just thought of this ridiculous um, Herschel Walker versus the, uh, the wife beater. What's the guy's, I can't even think of his name. Uh, War, Warnock or whatever. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's got, you know, the, but uh, I mean, here he's 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 got uh, his wife on video talking about how he beats her, and it's like you know, I, I don't understand. And that's that's and now Herschel Walker was a horrible candidate. You know, he he he's not articulate at all. But to be honest, you know, who who is is Benny Thompson? The uh, I'll put Herschel Walker up against Benny Thompson, who's like the uh, the. Uh, the chairman of the January 6th, the unconstitutional January 6th committee. So um, I don't think he's, you know, he's unheard of in terms of being inarticulate because uh, again, I think many of the people, you know, much of the black congressional black caucuses, caucuses now, you know, they can, I'm sorry, it is what it is. But so if you're going to make fun of people talking like that, then you need to make fun of people on your side as well. So, but uh Certainly, they should have been able to come up with somebody, but that's Trump. That was Trump's candidate, and Trump, you know, probably likes him because he probably kissed Trump's butt, and uh, Trump knows him because he was a great football player, and you know that's that's what Trump Trump loves any fame like that. And that's why he you know promoted Dr. Oz. Uh, uh, you know. No, it's it's uh, election or anything the next election because what's after 2020 the 2022 midterm and I, I've gone over it a little bit but uh what I look for is not so much Democrat and Republican or in this case I, I was looking for Republicans to gain because they should have because the Democrats have have been in charge of everything and they've done just such a horrible job and they've been so authoritarian and tyrannical. So you should want to replace them. But uh, again, I, what, what frightens me more than this is, is the notion that, and it's beginning to creep up on me that I, I don't know how much vote fraud is needed now. I think the voting populace is that stupid. And I think in a lot of cases they are voting this way because you talk to them. You see him, and I, I can talk to people, my family and friends. I mean, I it's so, I it's you you should would think with the economy being in the worst shape it's ever been in, you know, record inflation in my life anyhow, and uh, just uh, a wide open border with you know untold thousands crossing every day. Uh, this is insanity. The country is barely functioning, an infrastructure that hasn't been touched in 60 years, the worst healthcare system in, in, in the world, I think. Prairie Fire says idiocracy. Absolutely. And it's definitely an idiocracy, a culture that is so decadent, you can't even spoof it. It's beyond Sodom and Gomorrah. This transgenderism nonsense with, you know, transgender story hour and, and drag queen strip shows for little kids. But again, those moms that are taking, and they're all moms that are taking their kids to those drag strip shows and you see them on tape, they have votes. Who do you think they're voting for? 
And so, and so I, I am beginning to think they don't need that much fraud because the, 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 we are neck and neck. I mean, people, I don't know how much of the country is just absolutely insane at this point, but it's, it's an increasing amount in terms of woke insanity where they're just, you know, able to just support the most uh, unbelievable satanic stuff that would have been unthinkable even, uh, you know, even five years ago, let alone 10 years ago. Chris Buckin says he's surprised the lights are still on. Yeah, me too. And they may not be because they're telling you, you know, rolling blackouts. So California's already had them. They're saying we may run out of water. I'm looking around the basement here, you know, my studio, and I've got uh, you know, a ton of water down here. Everybody should be doing it, saving it. Uh, we may have food shortages. And what I don't know what happened, to this, but a lot of this is fear porn too. So what happened to those? We only had 20 some days left of uh, fuel. Uh, Tucker did a story on it, and, they, and it would have run out on election day. I, what happened? I don't know. We still have it, thank goodness. But um, <clears throat> Prairie Fire says fat liberal white women who have secondary education. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty much every teacher too. <laughs> if you and again, if you look at uh, you look at those TikTok videos and everything, and you see who's instructing your children, man, uh, it's that's the future. So they're they're the ones that have the uh, the most impressionable minds. And again, how many people? I was amazed at the couple that we had on the bowls that they were able to homeschool. Because again, financially, it's on the wherewithal of most people. So, all the people that are sending their children to school, what in some of the say kid ends enters uh, public school first grade this year, twelve years later, what do you think that kid's going to be? Not going to be a, a conservative Republican, I can tell you that. Not that that's good, but he's not going to. He's going to be an increasingly deranged woke Democrat, and uh, <clears throat> really, or as my friend Jeff Rents, Rents calls him, Bolsheviks. I, and, and I don't, I don't have that much of an argument with him anymore. Just like I don't have uh, that much of an argument against uh, <clears throat> Guard Goldsmith and my people who friends who uh, tend to go towards the. Uh, the anarchist law. What, what's what's the argument against anarchy? What 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 kind of authority is there that can be at this point? <clears throat> Diesel fuel in these parts is five dollars a gallon. White Will says, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's incredible. Dollar forty six a liter over here. Prairie Fire says. Chris Buckin says in the nineties four out of four out of five every was teachers was a comedy. Well, I don't know. I didn't notice. You know, my kids went to school in the nineties and the in the early two thousands, and uh, I didn't really notice. Uh, I don't know. And I was in there all the time. I helped out in class. I didn't really notice that much of a bias on their part. I'm sure, but I think it's gotten way worse because it's it's. If you see what's happening now, and I see Tony Tony Arterburn's in the house. Yes, sir. Here to help you close out the transmission, my friend. That's great. So what, what are your thoughts on the show, Tony? What did you get from it? Well, I mean, the, the guests, the first hour, I mean, just, uh, you know, really highlights the, the conditions that we're under right now and this growing tyranny. And, you know, uh, what the questions that happened, what happened to the rule of law? Where'd it go? You know, we always talk about the, the injustice system and um, do, yeah. do your best to stay out of it, if at all possible. Yeah, because I mean, look, I, my heart just is because, you know, anybody, I mean, if you have a meddlesome neighbor that just decides you're too skinny and 
that can start. And then once CPS, and those, I was talking about teachers, but that's that same female mindset, especially that, that becomes a social worker or works for CPS. It's the same attitude and you can't win with those people. And once you come under the umbrella of suspicion, you can see in their case, it's been years and they're not confident about, you know, when they go to court, I, I wish them the best, but I, I don't know. doesn't sound like too optimistic. No, unfortunately. Um, well, we'll have to keep, keep tabbing that story as well. Yeah. I hope, I hope she keeps up with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Chris Buckin says the energy secretary is the wackiest. Uh, he's literally, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to, which one is that the fourth one they have that still acts like he thinks he's a rock and roll star. Which one is that that plays the guitar? What's that guy? Uh, I don't know what he is, but he, he's just, I mean, these people are, it's like they're, it's like they eat tyranny for breakfast or something. I mean, they just, uh, they're so hooked on it. I mean, it's like they, uh, it's, uh, it is really the worst. It is very similar to the Arkham Asylum uh, analogy in the, the, uh, the uh, Batman's list of villains. I don't know who it would be the Joker, but I mean, this is, it's mad when you look at these people and these people are in charge of this. And it's, I, I don't know how anybody thinks it's going to get any better. Yeah, Chris says the head of the DOE. Well, no, he's not the head of the DOE. Sold the women's purse. That guy, Sam Brisbane. He's like, oh, no, is he the head of the Department of Energy? That's a, oh, he is. I didn't think he was. Oh God, if he's in charge of the Department of Energy. <laughs> well, thank goodness the Department. He's like he's he's the part of the division that oversees nuclear waste disposal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, and and well, thank goodness Department of Energy has never done anything, and he's not. Unconstitutional, so he can't do a whole lot of harm there. I don't think, except for because I don't know what they do. What do we say that if you if you got rid of if you started with the Department of Energy, especially you got rid of them and FEMA? What does FEMA do? Come on, and there's we've been in a lot of emergencies lately. I haven't seen them. I don't know what they're doing. But anyway, well, it's just about time to close up. So I'm glad Tony could get in here and I uh, thank everybody. Uh, Thanks for the tips. Thanks for listening. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you tomorrow on America Unplugged and see you next week. Same time, same channel on iProtest. Thanks for listening.